0: Hello Cryptonauts and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host Blockchain John, with my co-host Jake and Mike. Today we're going to give you what you all have been asking for, of course the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day. Make sure you check us out on Discord and YouTube. With that said, enjoy the episode! Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Blockchain John, along with my co-host, Jake Giabrelli, and Cryptonaut Mike. How's it going, you guys?
1: Pretty good,
0: John. All right. Pretty
1: good. Thank you.
0: Sounds good. All right, so for you all, all you Cryptonauts out there, we are giving you, once again, the top 10 uh, daily stats and your crypto news of the day, because you all have been asking for it over and over again. So, we're going to give it to you. Starting off with Bitcoins in first place, settling at $39,829.86 with a 7-day gain of 23.2% and with a market cap of $747 billion. In second place, we have Ethereum, settling at $2,298.72 with a 7-day gain of 14.7% with a market cap of $268 billion. And third place, we have Tether, settling at $1.01, with a seven-day gain of 0.1%, an overall market market cap of $62 billion. And fourth place, we have Binance, settling at $313.98, with a seven-day gain of 6.8%, and a market cap of $48 billion. Number five, Cardano settling at $1.28 with a seven day gain of 8.7% and a market cap of $41 billion. Number six, XRP settling at 71 cents. Wow! With a seven day gain of 23.7% and a market cap of $32 billion. All right, number seven, USD coin settling at, of course, $1, with a seven day loss. Of 0.5%, a market cap of $27 billion. Number 8, Dogecoin, settling at 20 cents with a seven day gain of 8.5%, with a market cap of $27 billion. Number 9, Polkadot, settling at $14.51 with a seven day gain of 17% and a market cap of $14.7 billion. And number 10, Binance USD settling at $1, with a seven day loss of 0.4% and a market cap of $12.2 billion. All right, CryptoNauts, your overall total market cap is at $1.597 trillion, up by 0.1%. All right, let's keep it going. CryptoNauts, now we're going to move over to the crypto news of the day. We're going to have uh, Jake, if you can start us off with the first one. So, uh,
1: from Jeff Benson, New Jersey gives BlockFi another month before new account ban. We talked about this, I think, in the last podcast. Cryptocurrency lender BlockFi is facing lots of questions from state regulators. It just bought a little more time to address them. According to BlockFi CEO, Zach Prince, the New Jersey Bureau of Securities has extended a deadline to stop offering its BlockFi interest account, BIA, in the state to September 2nd. It's going to to stop. The state's attorney general originally filed a cease and desist against the company on July 19th, and that's already passed, demanding that new BIAs which promised up to 7.5% annual return on deposited crypto ceased by July 22nd. Our rules are simple. If you sell securities in New Jersey, you need to comply with New Jersey's security laws, said Acting Attorney General Andrew J. Brooke at the time. That was the first in a series of actions by state security regulators against the upstart lender. New Jersey was quickly joined by Alabama, Texas, Texas, and just this weekend, Vermont. In a blog post today, Prince spun it up as potentially good news, quote, we've said time and again that the key to our industry's success is appropriate regulation. Ultimately, we see this as an opportunity for BlockFi to help define the regulatory environment for our ecosystem, in quote. So, I'm not gonna go any further than that, but I think the point here is that uh, a lot of states, Texas and uh, New Jersey, are probably through the biggest besides like New York and, and uh, Illinois and California that really tend to jump on these bandwagons quickly, uh, making sure that you know cryptocurrencies as well as everybody else stays in line.
0: Yes. and This article was written by Jeff Benson. Make sure we plug yeah. that in there. My bad. No worries. Next news, written by Matthew DiSalvo. Ethereum trading volume growth outpacing Bitcoin in 2021 report. Uh, Ethereum is outperforming other cryptocurrencies this year, a Coinbase report says. Total exchange volume has shot up 1,461% to $1.4 trillion. This is mainly down to institutions having more interest in decentralized finance, says the U.S.-based exchange. All right, really quick. I'm going to read a little here. More money than ever before is being pumped into Ethereum. And it's largely down to big Wall Street players taking an interest in the cryptocurrency and DeFi. According to a new report, Coinbase, the biggest exchange in the U.S., said in its half yearly review that Ethereum has outperformed all cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, in the first six months of this year when it comes to growth and trading volume. Total exchange volume for Ethereum has shot up. Okay, obviously we read all that stuff, but there you go. All right. So, if you bought Ethereum a year ago, you're doing pretty darn good now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Ethereum just continues to perform. I mean, it is practical from the sense of the fact that you've got a bunch of stable coins as well as NFTs sitting on on e- Ethereum on a Ethereum. regular basis. But, I mean, probably the biggest thing was just, you know, the first part of this year, it's just a gargantuan amount mm-hmm. of trade going on.
0: Now, do you think Ethereum is ever going to surpass Bitcoin?
1: No. Yeah. No, if it, there's too many coins.
0: There's too many coins. But is too right. many coins on Ethereum? Yeah. But wouldn't that be... A, are, are,
1: you, are you saying the total market cap? Yeah,
0: total market cap. Mm-hmm. you think Ethereum will pass Bitcoin?
1: I'm going to let Mike answer it. What do you think, Mike?
2: Anything could happen.
0: Anything could happen.
2: Yeah. All All right. Right. T- time is fluid at some point. Yeah, sure, maybe. But, you
1: know, at 50 I, years I, I from
0: now...
2: Gonna,
1: my predictions are often are often proven wrong. So when I say no, <laughs> it's yes.
0: Okay, but you could agree that smart contracts does give Ethereum a big advantage over uh, Bitcoin, and obviously institutions are going to look at that as as a very good investment, right?
2: Yeah, but it's different things. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. You know the the internet's pretty diverse. Like, there's a lot of things you can do on it. A lot of things to be used for. As far as for like a currency or a money, probably Bitcoin. As Mm. far as like an internet of things like that would require smart contracts like financial stuff and any form of media, probably Ethereum.
0: Mm. At least
2: so far, Ethereum's got a pretty big grip.
0: Nice, all right. Yeah, and there's a lot of
1: practicality to it. That's really the thing. It's like the reason we keep looking at Dynamo coin is all this functionality built into the coin. Ethereum's got a lot of functionality. Bitcoin's pretty much just a store of wealth. It doesn't really do much else but uh, ethereum's got a ton of functionality so that uh, the more coins that come out the more functionality you get ethereum's got all this capability built into it so yes it but, could very well go
0: higher but for the new cryptonauts out there that don't understand what a crypto hack is uh when it comes to the smart contracts being hacked um there's a belief out there that ethereum is not the most secure because these these uh these other coins or tokens that are built on Ethereum are being hacked um, daily if not weekly what do you guys say about that
2: well the more something is used and the more diverse applications the more you know openings for problems there is so I wouldn't consider that a bad thing there's more hacks on Ethereum than Bitcoin because Bitcoin's not doing the things Ethereum's trying to do yeah
0: Uh good point
1: yeah, the more utilization, the more people are going to get into it, and the more people, the more, it's like, uh, it's pretty. Linux isn't, unha- isn't completely unhackable, of course it can be hacked, but it's much, much, much more secure than Windows ever was. And my analogy therein is. But the difference is, way more people use Windows, and I'm just saying general, normal users, not like super users. And so, the more normal people you have using a thing, the more people are going to try to take advantage of that thing because they know they can win one over on somebody who doesn't understand
0: the system. Ah, okay. There you go. Okay, good. Do you think we'll ever have another hack, uh, another Ethereum hack, where they're going to have to f- Ethereum is going to have to fork?
1: I'm worried about sure. the changeover in 2023.
0: So. Uh, I am too. I am too. But it's not considered a hack. It's just, I think it's a consensus issue that's going to be coming up in the future. Um, that's going to be highlight. That's going to be the biggest highlight right there when this comes up from uh, POW to POS.
1: Yeah, I am worried about that. But by then, I probably won't even be doing Ethereum anymore. So we'll see.
0: All right, next news. That's the
1: uh, Bitcoin Cs.
0: Correct. Go ahead.
1: All right, Bitcoin Cs. Uh, this is by Jeff Benson. I to make sure everyone knows that Jeff Benson wrote this. <laughs> Bitcoin seized by DOJ headed to crypto custodian Anchorage in $6.6 million deal. The U.S. Marshal Service, a branch of the Department of Justice, charged with tracking down fugitives, has given a contract worth over $6.6 million in crypto, uh, probably to crypto custody firm Anchorage, to handle seized digital assets. Quote alongside cash, real estate, art, and. Other asset classes used in the course of committing federal crime, the USMS, the U.S. Marshals Service has seized some amount of digital assets in recent years. Unquote. "Anchorage shared in a press release today. That's an understatement. The Marshal Service has been responsible for handling billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin over the uh, and other cryptocurrencies, either seized by it or other." Justice, Justice Department agencies such as the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency, its tasked with selling it. For example, it sold 144,336 C's from the Ross Ulbricht Dark Web marketplace Silk Road. I don't even want to think about how much money that is. The sale netted 4. 8, 4.8, 48.2 million dollars at the time. A big haul, right? <laughs> But now it's worth five point seven billion dollars, making wow. crypto seizures a large stream uh revenue stream for the agency. Jesus. Wow.
0: That's insane.
1: So seizing Bitcoin, uh and other cryptocurrencies is far from grabbing cash and putting it in a bag, it involves obtaining a person's private, uh, which is more or less the password to their wallet. While federal officials can Provide a court order to get access to keys held by an exchange. Funds in private wallets are trickier. One explanation, the person whose crypto it is can hand over the private key. The government can also lean on hackers to attempt to discover.
0: Now, these hackers, first of all, used to be black hatters and now are white hatters. White hatters. And obviously the difference in skill is there is no difference. These guys are just really, really talented in what they do. And instead of doing things for, for, for crime, they're doing things to help, um, the justice department, which is pretty good because obviously they're doing good things. Um, what I want to know is, um, I mean, the DOJ just gave a contract to Anchorage. I, I, i'm making these podcasts and i want the doj to hear me and hear me very clearly is that i do have diamond hands i do not sell so if they want to make a contract and put it into my wallet that is fine i will take care of it that's all i want to say <laughs> silk road silk road is another thing that uh, we should bring up uh jake uh, mike were you guys around when silk road was around
1: yeah well, were around. i did actually hear about it in the news
0: uh, okay. What do you guys know about Silk Road? And this is more for the new uh, the new marketing. cryptonauts out there.
2: Essentially, it's Amazon if there was no real marketing and if Amazon didn't own Amazon. So it's just a place for people to meet online and buy and sell services or products. Yeah.
0: Okay, let me put no, you on the
1: kind of like, I, would, I would go so far as to say it's kind of Reddit-like. You know, it's like people just meet up and talk, and then they go off and do their trading, um, or Craigslist. That's actually what I thought of, of uh, Silk Road was being like Craigslist.
0: Now, of course, Silk Road, there was some illegal stuff being sold on 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 the website. Uh, but in regards to in regards to that, uh, do you think Ross Ulbrich is is serving his his proper sentence, or do you think it's too harsh?
1: Way too harsh, no, a little bit too harsh. Too harsh. Um, I mean, I get it. it hit a lot of bad things were going on 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 his site, and you, you look at the name and the and kind of the in game. If he'd have been a little bit more legitimate about it, I think they probably wouldn't have been so harsh on him. Of course, they would have been taking their cut, right? Um, when you when you uh, when you allow illegal things to happen on your site and you don't curtail it, at least in this country, we're gonna get any case so, so
0: during this time, from my experience, when Silk Road was out and they got uh busted when ross got busted this was during the time where you didn't want to speak the word bitcoin because if you had any affiliation with bitcoin you were a criminal so you were frowned upon and that's that's an interesting thing to see that nowadays present time uh, this is institutional uh money Yeah, people are buying this by the billions of dollars but back then no no it's all part of the dark web you do not mess with bitcoin you are a criminal it's like no 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 it's like there was I, definitely a stigma yeah there's a big stigma on it but now would you say that stick well it's still for, for new people out there that have not really got into it that look at look at crypto from out of the bubble they still see it as something that is a criminal uh tool no
1: no i would say that's not true and the reason i said is because so many i'm gonna use the muggle term again <laughs> so many muggles harry potter term um, <laughs> who are getting into Doge. Mm-hmm. They know nothing about Bitcoin other than the word. They don't know about Ethereum. They don't really know anything about it except, except Doge. And the only people I know that do this are doing it through Robinhood. Because Robinhood you know, has the biggest wallet of Doge. And I know tons and tons of muggle people, or people who just don't know anything about crypto, who got into Robinhood and got it through, uh, got to a Doge through Robinhood. Of course, it's the very limited and gated version of Doge, or any crypto for that matter.
0: Right so do you think right. so i do we have to give credit to uh uh to elon musk for this for getting oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of these muggles in there yeah
1: he uh, definitely brought a lot of the people my, my elon brings all the doughs to the yard no, the- <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right all right let's go on with the next news uh written by will gotzen u.s treasury blacklist another bitcoin address with suspected terrorist ties an office of the U.S. Treasury Department has announced new sanctions against a serious Syria-based terrorist fundraiser and recruiter, accused of working with the militant group uh, What is that? Uh, Hayat Tahir Al-Sam HTS. A press release alleges that uh, Farouk, I'm not going to say his middle or last name, that's too long. Uh, Utilizes social media to post propaganda, recruit new members, and solicit donations for HTS. The suspect's Bitcoin address is also being actively monitored, though the Treasury hasn't specified whether this particular address was involved in any terrorist financing. The Treasury Office of Foreign Assets Control periodically adds new crypto addresses to its watch list of spe- uh, specially designed uh, designated nationals, though it hasn't always OFAC only. Of What's OF? Oh, Office of Foreign Assets Control. Okay, got it. OFAC only began uh, designating individual addresses in 2018. Sanctioned individuals are barred from engaging in financial transactions in the U.S. and with Americans. Hmm. Uh, The interesting thing about uh, crypto is that you don't need to do that with U.S. or with Americans. Or you could do it with Americans. There's just so many tools out there that are so... easily accessible now that you can just tour your right is a tour yeah right yeah. just just get a new IP address very easy and on top of that you can just use a mixer on top of that, just mix up those crypt those Bitcoin and they're washed so if you want to be a criminal it's easy to be a criminal with Fiat or with crypto not that I'm support not that I support that I believe that you should do things by the book per se um just enough that you don't get oh crypto dog barking all right every single episode right
1: almost didn't do it last time i
0: did and uh, i think i think he was sleeping anyways so any uh any any more points on that
1: nope i I can kind of i'm just going to make a comment about just you know the fact that they're monitoring these and and blacklisting it It they want to know where the money's going Mm -hmm. and so they're, they're saying, well, we've seen a lot of coin go through this address and this address and this address. So they're just saying, hey, there's another address. If you're if you're sending money to this address, we're going to watch you go. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: That's the only thing I'm but, about so, i think mean, saying. I, I have, mean, I've had money stolen. I've had money stolen from me. But, but most people do pooling, right? Mm-hmm. So the big addresses, they that's where the, all the money gets pooled. The little addresses, where you're going to send some random person, and they'll immediately just push it into the big address right
0: so. but but well, the thing about that is that who cares if, they, if they're watching this one address it's one click to create a new address they can literally oh, yeah. transfer the crypto or the bitcoin into a into a mixer wallet have it mixed get some fresh bitcoin out of there and it's it's basically not traceable it's not difficult that's that's if, in a way it's almost like a waste of millions and millions of dollars at the you uh, US Treasury Department is doing or, think of it this
1: way think, think of it this way um, the, um <clears throat> the US government traces pretty much every all cell phones I'm not I'm not trying to go like paranoia or anything they do they watch everybody and mm-hmm. um they uh the, the thing you end up seeing is like if it's a phone number that's either been used a lot or it's a burner phone um they're, they're going to keep an eye on it they see you know eventually that money is going to go into a wallet that they know you're know, like, oh, this wallet received money from you know the uh, three lines d- deep of these other wallets led back to this blacklisted wallet, and this is the problem. I mean, thankfully we can make infinitely more, you know, wallet uh, addresses. You don't have to worry about that, but you have to keep doing that. So another stay ahead, if you're doing illegal stuff, yeah. they're just they're just making an announcement. They're just, they want the, the quote bad guys to know, hey, we're watching you. All right, let's get to
0: the next bit okay. of news here. Next one is Robinhood going public with big crypto plans. Five things to know. Uh, do we really need to know those five things?
2: No, wait, yeah, I can already. Tell you one, I can tell you one through five right now.
0: Go ahead. It's a bad uh, investment. Shoot.
2: Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> see, see one and two until you get to five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I uh, love that. Uh, you know, what? I, I I I'd be willing to take a risk on that and say that is financial advice
0: okay so basically Uh, basically you are totally
2: i i I dare the government to come after me for making that financial advice
0: so so you are you are anti robin hood
2: uh i i am anti-institutional scams
0: okay i love that okay i support that
2: let's talk about some stoner cats stoner cats from
1: liam frost stoner cats nft sale cost users nearly eight hundred thousand dollars in failed ethereum transactions also well, fun. undeniably successful yesterday's sale, uh, sale of Stunner Cats, a series of animated shorts sold in the form of NFTs, resulted in the loss of 344.4 ETH, or roughly at the time, 800,000 uh, dollars, due to failed transactions as well as briefly clogged the Ethereum network. figure. Developed by Mia Kunis Orchard Farm Productions, a total of 10,420 <laughs> Stunner Cats. NFTs were put up for sale yesterday at 0.35 ETH, or roughly at the time, $785 each, and the whole supply was sold out in 35 minutes. I mean, minutes. Sorry, not minutes. And the the tweet says, "We sold out in 35 minutes. If you got a token, toke, in, drop it here." Nice. However. Not every buyer managed to get their hands on NFTs as the Ethereum network struggled with the sudden load, it sucks. According to crypto charting platform Dune Analytics, users have lost roughly 344.6 Ethereum, as I said before, in fees paid for Stoner cats mints that never materialized.
0: Yeah, that's Hello a tree. big, big problem, man. That actually upsets me because I've experienced something so much of that where I am doing doing transactions purchasing NFT. and this is early on in ethereum when when it wasn't as popular as now I'm talking about when ethereum's um uh, gas percentage was about like thirty forty percent it was low you know compared to now when this when this came out for the listeners out there and the viewers out there, gas station is already drowning. They are maxed out. They're about to pop. Their their blocks are just so full, 100% and beyond. It's so unbelievable. And supposedly 1559 is supposed to help alleviate that, but there's no sign in the near future that that's helping out at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that frustrates me because these are people's, you know, investments. They they want to buy these and try to hopefully make some money off them, right? I mean, that's what I would do. But no, know, consider knowing that it's on Ethereum, I'm not going to mess with, with any any NFT on Ethereum. Nope, I'm done with that. You know, that's where um, I would consider Ravencoin right now for, for NFTs. For dynamo. Oh, what was that? For dynamo Coin. Yeah. Well, when when Di- when dynamo is ready for the NFTs. No, yeah. When is it?
1: When is it ready?
2: Right.
0: Yeah. The
2: crazy thing about this too is. The stoner cats it might not even be the majority of people buying them for the resale it's just you know they want it they want you know to buy something that mila kunez is responsible for and they just want to hold it you know hold and have for the years to come but even something as niche as that breaks the market so you gotta wonder you know that's that's probably one of the reasons why something like coca-cola isn't coming out with an nft series it would just destroy ethereum yep yeah so we're still definitely new you know it's been around for years now and it seems like you know it's so old and grown up but this network is still very very new.
0: it's new with a lot of problems yeah and the biggest problem is that they there isn't enough alleviation in the blocks so they got to figure that out soon and 1559 is not hopping um who said it best i'm trying to remember who was it we had somebody on the podcast not too long well i think earlier in the year that explained um uh, ethereum's 1559 issue where imagine having a stadium full of people and everyone's being charged a hundred dollars per ticket you you already have a full stadium right now let's go ahead and cut that and that's where obviously 1559 is is activated Let's cut the ticket prices to fifty dollars it doesn't solve the issue that the stadium is already full of people now you're just going to get more people in the stadium at half the price that doesn't make any sense it doesn't make John it. that who's it
1: Tron Black was the one who made that Tron black
0: beautiful that's right yeah that was awesome I love the way he said that he said it even better so I forgot what episode that was but we did do that episode and that was an awesome awesome explanation of it.
2: For Ethereum to work well, an ideal scenario, what it needs to be is that stadium, instead of being full with filled with people, needs to be filled with each individual stadium around it, and then those stadiums get filled with people. So you don't want to, you don't want a stadium filled with people. You want a stadium filled with stadiums, and then the stadiums filled with people. Those would be the shards.
0: So you would need a second layer for sure. Yeah. Pretty I don't man. know because well, you know Raven, so they, Co-
2: Ravencoin does assets at a protocol level you know so it does it at layer one so is there a way to have the whole thing as a layer one maybe
0: right but if, uh, but Ravencoin is not full yet right I think right. If, if I recall they're using less than 10% of the blocks
2: yeah not using lots
0: yeah alright you want to move on to the next one Yeah. Startguns. Okay. Let's see. The next one is. Uh oh. What happened to it? There it is. Okay. There it is. Elizabeth Warren. Okay. So this is written by Scott Chaplina. Elizabeth Warren, crypto industry needs rules of the road. Okay. U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren has taken aim at crypto once again, claiming that the industry needs rules of the road. I don't want to wait until a whole lot of people, a whole lot of small investors, a whole lot of small traders have been completely wiped out, Warren said on CNBC today, adding that rules of the road give people confidence. Uh, concerns over smaller investors come as little surprise, judging by her previous efforts against the big banks. Quote, who takes advantage of there being no rules? <laughs> it's the big guys. Who wins when there's no cops on the on the beat? It's the big guys, Warren added. Warren's crypto woes. Warren's concern is well uh, founded given the sheer frequency with which in many crypto have fallen victim to massive losses due to ransomware, theft, fraud, or even pure accident. But to be clear, Warren's concerns are not specific to cryptocurrency like Bitcoin itself, but to those seeking to profit off of cryptocurrencies in shady ways. Quote, my concern is about the snake oil salesman who hides everywhere when there's no regulation, Warren said. Beautiful obviously it sounds like warren is uh trying to help out the small people and i appreciate that
1: um the one thing i would exactly i'm for regulation when it comes to people abusing things but the problem with regulation is it often goes too far and this is the thing that it always plays it there's a
0: balance there's i mean yeah, this okay. particular thing is is going to be a two-sided sword. Obviously, she's saying one thing, but there's always a, a, another side of it, and it's probably going to be – there needs to be more transparency in uh, in private wallets, right? Something like that. There's something behind yeah. this. There's yeah. always the something The that's going to
1: bother me is like, it, it's like, well, but what if I don't want you to know how much money I have?
0: I mean, well, how can we gonna protect go, you? I'm going
1: to go on a tirade right now, but I'm going to just make a statement. I'm personally – in favor of abolishing the Sixteenth Amendment, the one that allows the government to tax income, because I don't think the the U.S. government needs to see that. It just makes it too complicated, and it's like I know they want their they want to see what people are doing. I don't want them to see what I'm doing, and I don't think they need to. But the the trouble is, it's never going to go away because they don't want to give it up. So it's it's a uh,
2: I'm not yeah. I mean, I it's, it's, about a pol- it. it's, it's a politician saying a politician thing, being a politician. Like, we don't yeah. need better regulation. You know, the top four the things she wanted to fix, ransomware, theft, fraud, or pure accident. Well, you know, last one is survival of the fittest. And if you lose your stuff, you lose your stuff, whatever. But the first three are already crimes. We don't need more regulation. We need more enforcement. We yeah, need police and exactly. hackers going yeah. out there and fighting the fraud and theft, we don't need to make our lives more difficult and add more, you know, political red tape to it, just so she can have something to do. We need actual answers.
0: Beautifully said. Love it. All right. I think we have one more.
2: Uh, three more.
0: Three more. Okay. Three more.
1: Uh, so, uh, XRP or Ripple, it's a five-week high after launching liquidity service in Japan. Big in Japan. The price, the price of XRP, the native token of the Ripple network, is up by more than 10% in the last 24 hours, hitting a five-week high. Woo! High. XRP rated uh, reached 73.6 cents, a price point not seen since June 20th, about a month ago. XRP is the biggest gainer among the 100 largest crypto assets by market capitalization. If you guys remember, when we read it earlier, it was it fifth place, I think?
0: Let's check here.
1: Followed by cryptocurrency exchange, Huboy's, uh or Hubi's, uh native token HT, and Decred, DCR. The cryptocurrency has, however, slightly backtracked from today's earlier highs, trading at 0.717, or 71.7 cents per CoinGecko. The token's price got a boost after Ripple, the blockchain's company developing XRP-based payment solutions, announced the launch of RippleNet's first live-on-demand liquidity, or ODL service, implement, impl, pardon, implementation in Japan. It sounded terrible. Uh, <laughs> RippleNet is a global network of financial institutions working on making cross-border payments cheaper and faster. With on demand liquidity, a service that XRP to uses to source liquidity during transactions, RippleNet customers can use XRP to bridge various currencies in a matter of seconds so that the payments are sent and received in local currency on either side of the transaction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty neat concept, honestly. High demand for cheap remittances. To launch ODL in Japan, Ripple teamed up with SBI Remit. The, lo- the country's largest money transfer provider and subsidiary of ripple's shareholders fbi holdings the project targets remittance payments from japan to the philippines and includes two more partnerships coins.ph which is really the philippines company a popular mobile wallet for digital currencies in the philippines and digital asset exchange platform sbi dc trade by launching odl in japan ripple addresses the high demand for cheap remittance services For the growing Filipino population, the third largest in the country, according to local reports. Last year alone, the remittance flows from Japan to the Philippines sent by Filipino workers total approximately 1.8 billion. Wow. But this is not not... that uncommon because a lot of Filipinos don't work in their own country because there's nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what I've heard from actual Filipinos. Um, But yeah, so I, I can see it, why that's super popular there. They're all in Japan sending money back to the Philippines. Wow. So I, I do appreciate this this factor because this is something I've had a friend talk to me about right after Bitcoin started, was the idea of being able to uh, do local currencies on both sides of the transaction, basically using the coin as the transactor.
0: Now, wow. But they're no longer using uh, Western Union, are they? Because I think they're, weren't they using Western Union for a while?
1: What, Ripple or just in general? Yeah, Ripple. Probably. They probably were. Yeah, because I think
0: there was another article not so long ago that they were actually uh, in talks of buying out uh, Western Union. Wow. Yeah. Is it going to happen? There's a lot of uh, nays on that. But the contract is being set up by Ripple to submit to Western Union. Um the chances of that happening is very uh, slim to none. RippleNet, I don't know about that name. It sounds like it, it reminds me of AOL for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that name. Anyways, let's move on to the next one. Bitcoin, and return. Bitcoin returns to forty thousand dollars despite waves of regular, uh, regulatory attention. Written by Liam J. Kelly. It's been a volatile week for the largest cryptocurrency in the market, Bitcoin. After reaching $40,000 on Monday for the first time since mid-June, the leading cryptocurrency has again hit the key threshold just two days later. The price of Bitcoin hit $40,000 in the early hours of Wednesday before dropping back, but has since recovered the key level. What's more, the leading crypto is enjoying this bullish impulse despite increased regulatory attention in the crypto space. The largest exchange in the business, Binance, for example, has been uh, frantically adjusting its position on various fronts following pressure from global regulators. One of the latest changes Binance has made has been to cut its highest leverage trading from 125x to 20x. Uh, Traders who use leverage to make trades are able to magnify their bids by huge amounts. Naturally, the downside can be equally multiplied, leading to mass liquidations among even pro-traders yeah yeah i remember that 125x no hundred. yeah you're going to lose 125x do not do that all right
1: well, ever- conveniently within within coin trades not on um, the, the standard market but they liquidate you they just look they just blow your entire account out instead of instead of making you owe money so.
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's bad do not do that if anything it's- I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest get yourself a Celsius wallet and just put your crypto in there and stack sats and hodl. That's it. Yep.
1: I completely agree with that.
2: So,
0: All right. Yeah.
1: Bitcoin's been doing great. And you can see from that chart, or you know, the people who are listening probably can't see it, but you can look on CoinGecko if you want to check it out. We saw that huge dip. You know, we came down from the, the maximum um, and it, it's just it's been a bar- bear market for the longest time. And we're finally coming back up again now we bought about what what, thirty thousand, right and uh uh july 20th i think was where it bottomed out um so hopefully we return back to sixty thousand. Woohoo! go bitcoin
0: yep (laughs) altcoins i'm off for the altcoins too man don't don't forget about the little man
1: all right you're right everyone tends to follow when bitcoin goes places
0: all right next exchange
1: finance launches tax reporting tool this is kind of cool crypto exchange binance is launching let me say who it's from scott cipollina my bad didn't say last time Crypto, crypto exchange binance is launching a tax reporting tool that will enable its users to keep track of their crypto activities and streamline reporting requirements per a statement released yesterday the fact is that in many countries around the world Crypto regulations are still evolving, and we are all discovering the right path for this promising, young, and exciting industry. Very uh, courageous, staying at all says Ching Peng Zhao, or CZ, the, the CEO of Binance. A tool, the new tool allows users to transfer their transaction history to a third party and also obtain overviews of their tax liabilities. Through the tool, uh, pardon me. Though the tool will help users also comes at a time when the exchange has been under fire from regulators globally. In recent weeks and months, CZ has been focusing his efforts on Mm -hmm. demonstrating that finance is taking compliance and regulatory obligations seriously.
0: I was about to bring that up.
1: Yeah, quote, I believe a well-developed legal and regulatory framework in the long term will be a solid foundation that truly uh, makes crypto essentials in everyone's daily life. Sounds very platitudinal, he mm-hmm. said on July seventh, he added that the wider adoption of crypto globally demonstrates the need for quote clear regulatory frameworks in different countries. But despite the rhetoric it said, major questions about binance continue to linger. Finance mm-hmm. difficult relationship with regulators. Binance history has been littered with regulatory controversy. Last year, authorities in Malaysia said Binance was illegally operating in the jurisdiction. The announcement came several months after Malta ended its love affair with the crypto exchange too. But this year, regulators have turned up the pressure on Binance, specifically targeting the exchange's insistence that it is decentralized and operates without a headquarters. All within the last two months, Regulators in the UK, Italy, Japan, and the Cayman Islands have all said Binance is not authorized to operate in their relative jurisdictions. The UK's Financial uh, Conduct Authority told Decrypt that it had a huge issue with the exchange's apparent lack of a headquarters. It also said that Binance Markets Limited, a UK entity that was put in place to run Binance exchange in the country, was not up to speed on its anti-money laundering obligations. The two into together and we obviously have issues with the standards in that area so fca work person
0: is um, that really true come on think about that is that is that really the issue i guess for regulators it is but for the for user, regulators yeah yeah uh, but uh,
1: this is the thing that I, i'm going to you kind know, of harken back to, to elizabeth warren's rant here whatever what she was trying to get at um the one thing the U.S. does differently than not every country but many countries is regulation. And I'm not saying other countries couldn't be more, I think I think of Australia when I think of higher regulation. Um, but the point is to save people from their stupid mistakes. And it's sad because having lived in California most of my life, I know exactly how, how this works. Um, the Cal- two Californians themselves, California is known as the babysitter state. And that is, you're too dumb to know how to do things, we need to do it for you. Um, and I get that, as Mike, Mike made, mentioned earlier, um, you know, if you lose your money, it's your own damn fault. That's not what he said, but basically. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, you need to protect yourself. You need to think on your own, you need to be aware. And I would argue so much as to say that if you're not aware it's your own damn fault, it's like, you know, the rules still apply even if you don't know what they are. Um, but I do understand the reason that we've come to this perspective of saying, you know, there's a lot of feisters, there's a lot of people out there trying to steal money from you, and if you don't know about it and you haven't educated yourself about it, you're gonna, get, you're gonna lose all your money to Bernie Sanders. So um, it's, it sucks, but regulation at least tries to hedge that, right? It's just that the problem with regulation is it can go overboard just like everything else. Mm-hmm. So, I would say, in line with this, is Binance doing something wrong? They could be according to regulators, but
0: maybe you just need to educate yourself.
1: I don't want to be mean to people, but, you know, the more you know.
0: Well, aside from that, it sounds like CZ is trying to make things more regulated in the eyes of those regulators. Um, <laughs> well, I guess this new tool is supposed to help out. Let's see how how it does help out. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. I don't use Binance as often to really I guess even utilize that tool, but we'll see. We'll see how, how it goes out. Anyway, I haven't
2: used Binance in a while, but I seem to recall them only giving me a three-month history of trading so that would be one easy way they could fix that like a total trade history would be amazing
0: and i think that's what this that's probably what is going to be coming out in this tool uh cool. and they, probably an api plug I uh, what, what just what disappoints me is this just them not taking response because it's not only it's not only binance coinbase also does this as well um they they've already done what cz is trying to do is they'll they'll give you all your print out but you need to use a third party to decipher all that uh, all that data because what they give you is a bunch of just jumbled round numbers and, and and letters it doesn't make any sense you know i've taken that to my tax person like okay this is what coinbase has sent me and they look at it like this doesn't make any sense so i reached out to coinbase i reached out to TaxBit. And they both pretty much came to the same consensus that uh, Coinbase doesn't um, do anything other than just go by the bare minimum of of what the law requires, which is them to provide you the data. And basically, that data is to be taken to a third party to decipher in more um, human-readable words and numbers. Why do they do that? Why can't they just have it all built in? Doesn't make sense. I know uh, uh, Celsius does a very fantastic job. They send you one page uh, for your tax and all the data is there and very easy easy numbers to read. Very easy. Love it.
1: Well, maybe it's just extra work. I mean, Binance does have a lot of money. They could easily do it. The question is, do they want to?
0: Is it like They're probably
1: only doing it because they're being forced to do it.
0: Is it extra liability? Is that what it is? Well, I mean, think about it. There's,
1: uh, what was it, the... The reason that Google and Apple and any of the companies that uh, have, uh, you know, text messaging services, like WhatsApp, uh, don't want, you know, the back-end regulators to get access to their data is because they don't want to lose customer trust. Um, I think it goes the Uh, other direction when it comes to Binance. Binance doesn't necessarily kind of want to be able to wash its hands of anything that happens on its platform. The fact of the matter is people kind of expect, you know, um, responsibility they expect you to you know respect your other customers and know what's going on on your platform so uh-huh
0: okay like that that's a that's a good two satoshis right there all right i think we have one more news article to read i think uh let's check Maybe. it out
1: i don't i don't remember seeing another one but
0: oh yeah. ah, no i ah, totally off yep you're right okay so that was it kryptonauts we are done with the crypto news of the day i'm gonna go ahead and plug in jake you can check him out at the jabrelly what is it uh ceo of jabrelly farms if you're interested in mining or you know reach out to him chit chat with him uh in discord at uh, what is it the c3 media discord channel you can go to our website at c3media.tech that is the letter c number three media tech uh mike where can they reach you at if they want to chat with you same thing discord
2: yep c3 media
0: discord awesome so with that said uh eh, make sure you check us out on fridays pun jedi dj jedi is doing an awesome job there uh hosting the music nights and it is continuing to grow so if you want to hang out and enjoy some free crypto airdrops for the especially for the new folks out there that have a fresh wallet that don't have anything in it it's free crypto just come hang out listen to some awesome music dj jedi is doing an awesome job with that so with that said cryptonauts Until next time, stack, sats, and huddle. Adios.